welcome to the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year 2024. This is such a perfect way to get into God's Word each day and to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one at www.tendale.com. This episode is brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There is nothing that we need to do to earn his grace and his healing. He simply gives it to us. I am certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips and merchandise available on my website, and that is www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products on my website that I use each day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant, and they are not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. You can check them out on my website at www.move-forth.com. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. All right, today is day 41, and we are going to be reading Exodus 30, 11 through 31, 18, Matthew 26, 47 through 68, Psalm 32, 1 through 11, and Proverbs 8, 27 through 32. Let's go ahead and begin with prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time for us to be in your presence, in your word, learning and growing and having our hearts transformed by you and by your truth. We thank you for sending Jesus to save us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus 30, 11 through 31, 18. Then the Lord said to Moses, Whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. All who have reached their 20th birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord, purify your lives, making you right with him. The rich must not give more than the specified amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention, and it will purify your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand. Place it between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash water. They must they must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord, and when they approach the altar to burn up their special gifts to the Lord, or they will die. They must always wash their hands and feet, or they will die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants to be observed from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses, collect choice spices, 12 and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calamus, and 12 and a half pounds of cassia. 
as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also, get one gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled licensed incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all of its utensils, the lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, and the wash basin with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests, and say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, resin droplets, mollusk shell, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense weighed out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques techniques of the incense maker, blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant, where I will meet with you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be the assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the place of atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstands with all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsmen must make everything as I have commanded you. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. 
For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, written by the finger of God. Matthew 26, 47 through 68. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with the crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, You have said it. And in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated in the right, seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy. Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering. Prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you that time? Psalm 32, 1-11, a Psalm of David. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. 
I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfeeling love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Proverbs eight twenty seven through 32. I wisdom was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. And so my children listen to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. And that concludes our reading time today. All right. Over in the companion today. We have a couple of questions about some of these um, practices that uh, the Lord was instructing uh, to Moses. And one of that was, why did the priests burn incense? The incense was made of frankincense, salt, and equal parts of galbanum, stocked, staked, and onicha. I'm sure I am totally mispronouncing those words. This com- comprised the holy incense, and was not to be used for non-religious purposes. The burning of the incense was to honor God and represented prayer. In Revelation 5, 8 and 8, 3 through 4, the burning incense or perfume is said to represent the prayers of the saints. In Luke 1, 10, we read that it was at the hour of prayer and incense that the angel appeared to Zechariah to tell him that his prayer had been heard and that John would be conceived in the womb of his elderly wife, Elizabeth. So a couple of different places um, where we can read about the incense being burned. And then in um, verse uh, 3118, were the Ten Commandments the first laws in the ancient world? The Ten Commandments were not the only code of laws at that time. Other law codes had come into existence When cities or nations decided that there must be standards of judgment, ways to correct specific wrongs, but God's laws for Israel were unique in that. They elevated the harsh judgments typical of the day. They were egalitarian. The poor and the powerful received the same punishment, and they did not separate religious and social law. All law rested on God's authority. And um, one of... An, an interesting part is, let's see, where the Lord says to Moses that I've specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, 
of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. And so as we've seen so far, um, we've seen, you know, how God wants things constructed with what materials, uh, what type of wood, uh, gold, silver, bronze, uh, specific engravings. Um, also, we've seen uh, what how things would be embroidered. Um, and so he has blessed this one man with all of these gifts. And then he has also chosen an assistant. And so I just think, I just think that's really amazing. You know, when you really think about it, it's like one man can do all of these things. <laughs> I mean, how gifted is that? And then he has one assistant who can also um, do these things. So I just think that's a really, um, I just think it's a really neat part of the story that uh, this man was so gifted in everything that was needed to, in order to build and create. So, and over in Matthew today, a sad time, right? Where Jesus is betrayed. And so why did Judas kiss Jesus when he betrayed him? A kiss is the common form of greeting used among men in Eastern lands to this day. Judas had told the temple guards to arrest the man he kissed. This was not an arrest by Roman soldiers under Roman law, but an arrest by the religious leaders. Judas pointed Jesus out not only because Jesus was hard to recognize, but because Judas had agreed to be the formal accuser in case a trial was called. Judas was able to lead the group to one of Jesus's retreats where no onlookers would interfere with the arrest. And then what is the Sanhedrin? The Sanhedrin was the most powerful religious and political body of the Jewish people. Although the Romans controlled Israel's government, they gave the people power to handle religious disputes and some civil disputes so that the Sanhedrin made many of the local decisions affecting daily life, but a death sentence had to be approved by the Romans. And that is also um seen in John 18, 31. So that's why Jesus was in a couple of different places uh, during his time of trial that they needed the Romans to approve it. And Psalm 32, what a beautiful psalm. Uh, This is one that would be called um, a penitential psalm. And this, along with Psalm 51, is a wonderful, uh, just complimentary, uh, just complimentary psalms to read together as far as forgiveness and the joy, um, and also just uh, emphasizing the importance of confessing our sins. And so, what what does that actually mean? And so, I'm over in my life application study Bible right now, and. To confess our sin is to agree with God, acknowledging that he is right to declare what we have done as sinful and that we are wrong to desire it or to do it. It means affirming our intention of abandoning that sin in order to follow God more faithfully. So that's what confession is, uh, confession to God. And at the beginning of, of uh, of this psalm, you know, it, it just, oh, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, 
whose lives are lived in complete honesty. And so what this, what these couple of verses really say is God wants to forgive sinners. And forgiveness has always been a part of his loving nature. He announced that to Moses, and we will be seeing that um, in Exodus 34, 6 through 7. He revealed it to David, and he dramatically showed it to the world through Jesus Christ. And these verses convey several aspects of God's forgiveness. He forgives disobedience, puts sin out of sight, and clears our record of guilt. Paul quoted these verses in Romans 4, 7 through 8, and showed that we can have this joyous experience of forgiveness through faith in Christ. And so um, this is just a beautiful psalm to come back to in times maybe where... um, you know, sometimes we struggle with what we've done in the past, right? And it can creep up every every now and again. And so um, the study Bible makes a beautiful suggestion here is, uh, you know, if we struggle with that remorse for past sins, ask God to surround your heart and mind with his love and protect you from negative and destructive thoughts. God will surround you with songs of victory. And just remembering that, you know, our thoughts really can take us on a wild ride if, if, if they're allowed to, okay? And God provides us with his truth, with his promises, with his forgiveness, um, with his joy, and so that we can surround ourselves by those, by, by those things, by the things of God to focus on, by the songs of victory, right? And, you know, especially when our thoughts creep in about uh, what's happened in the past or, um, you know, just mistakes that we've made. Uh, and it's just a good practice, a practice of faith and trust in God that we ask him to help us to not focus on negative and destructive thoughts because our record has been cleared of guilt. And so what a beautiful reminder, especially when um, the past and thoughts of the past try to take us down. So we will hopefully now with this Remember to turn straight to God and ask for his protection over those negative and destructive thoughts. Let's go ahead and end with our prayer today. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us everything that we need, all of the blessings that you give to us in our lives, the grace and mercy that you give to us, the forgiveness that you give to us, Father. It's really just honestly mind-blowing what you are willing to provide for us because of how much you love us. And we just, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you sent your very own son to be put to death in order to bring us back to you. Jesus, thank you for being our Savior. What would we do without you? We just 
pray that we can continue to put our faith and trust in you, that we can continue to place your truth in right right in in the in the front middle front and center of our hearts so that our minds can focus on your faithful promises father your protection and that we can build our faith and trust in you daily we say this prayer in Jesus name amen Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.